Yes, folks, the countdown continues. It's episode 95 of the Uticast. Uh, and this week, we welcome back, once again, the man, the myth, the legend, the pain in my arse, Justin Parkinson from Maiden Utica. Plus, we are recapping Easter, we're talking about United Airlines, and we're talking about American Atheists. A wide, wide swath of conversation here today, plus history lessons, Easter questions, and much, much more. Uh, folks, we're always happy that you're here. Uticast, oh yeah. Easter beverage. Cheers, Heather. Cheers. It's nice to see you. Cheers, Kev. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I cheers. Cheers is a physical act. It's not a declaration. I have nothing to say. I'll smash cans. Uh, we're back. Uh, episode 95. It's true. Yep, 95. Five episodes left to 100. Wait, was it last week 95? No, last week was 94. Are you sure? Was it? Yep, yeah, 94. Uh, that was Matt LaMeo. 93 was Cliff Montoni. Huh. Uh, 92 we, we was believe, Rick and Becky. We believe, yeah. Slow down. We believe Man, you. <laughs> too far back. Uh, and unfortunately for me, but not for you, good listeners, because he's always entertaining. Unfortunately for me, episode 95, we are joined once again for the interview with Mr. Maiden Utica himself, Justin Parkinson. He's back. He's back. I was hoping not to bring him back before 100, but he's here. Sometimes you have to. It's a necessary evil. Well, there's a lot to talk about with him this week, actually. A lot of big news for Maiden Utica before we uh, get into the major stories of the week. Uh, April 29th, I'm going to say it again, uh, Utica Day, MVCC at the Jorgensen Center. Uh, guys, please, it's going to be a great time. We have an excellent panel. We have wonderful vendors. Uh, Matt LeMay. Is Saturday? Yes. I think. It's the twenty Yeah, I think it's a Saturday because the twenty eighth is a Friday. Yes, that's awesome. That's even better. Twenty ninth, little Saturday so action. Yeah, yeah, we get more people earlier in the day. Absolutely. Nice. Um, you know, really excited. We have a great panel uh, this year, and surprisingly, Justin's part of the panel this year. Very rare, rare public appearance. He's actually going to talk. They're letting him be. They're letting him talk about it. Yeah, what? yeah. He didn't pick the so, panel, so it's odd that he's on it. But. Mark it down on your calendars. April 29th, The end. <laughs> Facebook Live. <laughs> Facebook Live. Uh, and we also did announce this week, after I was told last week that I could announce it, and then it was taken away, uh, yes, the Franklin uh, Square film series is returning. Uh, in February, March, April, May 20th, it's going to be back to the future, which is funny because we just watched Back to the Future and said we weren't going to watch it again for a while because we'd seen it too many times. Didn't we say that? Like you Did and that me? happen? I said that. I watched Back to the Future like once a year. Like I love Back to the Future. I don't remember watching it recently, but I feel it's one of those movies that like I, you just know so well that like I don't remember the last time I watched it. Could have been last week. Could have been 10 years ago. I love Back to the Future. It's a great movie. It's a classic. What's the on like TBS. When I say Back to the Future, what's the first scene or thing you think of? I think of the scene where he's in the room with his mom. Well, oh, with yeah, that's the first Calvin thing I Klein. Think about yeah, yeah. I don't know why, but he's like, that's my mom. I just always think of Johnny B. Good. Like as a kid who like ended up playing guitar. Like I'm not being facetious. I say that was like a cool moment. Like oh, look at look at Marty playing guitar. 
up on stage. I always just think about him out in the town square. Like in the beginning yeah. of the movie where he's just out in the town <laughs> yeah, square running classic. around. That and the Libyans in the mall parking lot. Yeah, the Libyans. Yeah, when they kill Christopher Lloyd. Spoiler alert for a movie that's over 30 years old. You guys do watch that movie a lot, don't you? It's a great I have, movie. It's a great movie. <laughs> I have to read it. Uh, you know what? That's like a movie... And what I like about that movie and what I like about the choices we've made so far, not to pat ourselves too hard on the back, we've we've done, I think, a good job of choosing movies that are pretty universally well enjoyed by most. Like, we haven't picked any stinkers, I feel like, in terms of movies yet. Like anything that's going to throw the public off. I think Back to the Future is a very safe bet. People love Back to the Future. Well, yeah, it's interesting because you have to, you know, you've got to get a movie that everybody knows and likes and stuff mm-hmm. like that. You've got to try to hit the middle ground. And also, you don't want to get a movie that's going to be, you know... Last year for the film series, a lot of people brought their kids out. There was mm-hmm. a you know very mixed crowd of people that comes out. So there's a certain level of movies. You know you can't go down there and put on Pulp Fiction out loud like publicly <laughs> in a public <laughs> area. It just didn't really work like that. You know what I mean? Because there's so many I would love to though. So many good R-rated oh, movies to watch in public that you can't do. Yeah. We'll just have to find a different venue to do that and do that anyway. Like in a different alley. <laughs> yeah, we'll just have to find a different, a different, different alley. Uh, like, Listen, if nobody wants to use these alleys, we'll take them. Dangerous? Um, yeah, so we can put we'll them in. We'll get a more dangerous alley. <laughs> uh, start doing horror movies in cemeteries. That scene. I'm actually, I'm a horror, horror movie movies. Yes, person, me too. so me too. I would be all I'm, about that. In my head, I was just thinking about John Carpenter's The Thing, like I always do. It'd be cool to watch that movie in like a an atmosphere that like if it was like a, I don't want to say a cold atmosphere because I don't want to watch a movie in the winter. A movie outside in the cell? <laughs> no, because I don't want going? that. But I feel like it would be very immersive, would it not? Uh, <laughs> It'd be highly immersive. Theoretically. Uh, so guys, uh, Easter was this weekend. Um, I celebrate Easter because uh, my family loves to do it. They're really big into it. Easter, I feel like this year, more than any year I've seen, almost is like Christmas light now. Oh, my Lord. I never noticed it. I remember, I thought Easter was, was much more low-key when I was a kid. I was going through Facebook, and there were like two kids who got a bike for Easter. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> what happened? I'm like, what happened just like chalk and bubbles and jelly beans? I liked Easter because it was the candy yeah, holiday. It had a it thing. Like, That's it. No toys, no wrapping exactly. up. For candy. This is your thing. The one thing for this holiday. Uh, and now it really does seem like they're really pushing it to be Christmas part two. We would always get, when I was a kid, we would always get a ton of candy and then we would get like a present. Yeah, like a But like, like yeah. nothing crazy. No. Like I would get, like, yeah. I remember towards the end of like getting, you know, traditional Easter baskets, I would get like a mm. small to medium sized like Lego set or yeah. something. Or like, a just video, that. Or like you know maybe a I mean? video game or. Yeah, yeah something, something like that, but just one specifically. Yeah. And it'd be like the one like basket stuff or present and then the rest just surrounded by candy. Which would always be 50-50. Easter candy is really 50-50 for me. Like, half of it is really good. Half of it is just abject crap. You would get, like, crap. three chocolates yeah. and then, like, 100,000 jelly beans. Yeah. There'd be so many jelly beans. They're trying to pad, they're just trying to pad it with these jelly beans. Nobody wants them. Like, traditional jelly you know beans what? are garbage. I got a, I have a soft spot for a low-brow, like, 99 crummy scent bag and jelly yeah, beans. You have, like, an aggressive, like, you don't even have a sweet tooth. You have a sugar Aggressively, tooth. Aggressively, yeah. You have yeah. a sugar tooth. I do like sugar. Um, I ate very little candy, to be honest, this Easter. However... My mom made tons of like baked goods and like cookies. That's not any better than the candy, really. Well, it's it tastes better because it's like made with love. Thanks, mom. Uh, all right. Speaking of which, uh, I did three Easter events this week, this year. That's what happens when you have your family goes ham oh for Easter. Lord. Like Easter is a low key holiday for me. Easter's a super low key yeah. holiday. Well, first off, my parents are divorced. We've talked about it many times, so it's always got to go to the one side on one day, got to go to the other side on the other. You always have to coordinate it, and that's how we ended up with, I had to go up Saturday and Sunday. And then somehow Friday, 
I got coaxed by my mom because she's sneaky like that. She coaxed me up to the house to do the egg dyeing. So I got three days of Easter events in a row. However, egg dyeing was not a total loss. So we're going to bring back a famous uh, UCAS segment, Bad Radio, because you guys won't be able to see it. Uh, but I did make you guys some eggs. You made? I made, yep, some eggs. They uh, look like a five-year-old made them. Very nice. Very good. Yellow. And then uh, it's a so yellow Why squirt. does it say your name on it? Well, you made her an egg with yeah. your name? <laughs> For this segment, I did. Um, <laughs> and then, Kev, I made you this Irish egg with the... Uh, with the green and an orange. I also got a... This is teal and peach colored. Hey, come this on. This is offensive to my people. <laughs> uh, my nephew gave me this Pokeball egg. Oh. Egg shaped like a Pokeball. And of course, I made a Liverpool and Syracuse Wait, one. Wait, what's this from Mommy? Is that Sammy? Oh, my mom, my mom gave me one that says, Sammy, you are my sunshine. And then drew a picture of his son. See, she's very... There you go. Yeah, so, oh. too bad you guys Sam, can't see Sam's these. mom is like a cartoon character version of like a super nice, yeah. like sweet, I can tell older already. lady, mom, grandma. Yeah, we'll well, she's go, great. Go up to their house during Christmas. It's like it's like going into like a Christmas village like Aww, store. Like it, it really... Store. Like a movie. It, there's so much stuff there that it's almost kind of like hard to sit down. You're like, I'm afraid to be around anything because I feel like I'm going to disrupt her whole feng shui. Oh, right? Does she have like the villages and everything set up? Not that kind of stuff. She just has like every old rustic snowman, mm-hmm. wooden hanging. Like we make fun of her because there is a, <laughs> a thing that hangs in our house that says, in the wintertime it says, God, country, family, snowmen. <laughs> like that's what it says and we make fun of her for it so bad. We're like, snowmen. Why snowmen? Uh, now she's great though, and she did a great job at Easter. As a matter of fact, during Easter dinner, uh, we played an Easter dinner conversation game, which we're gonna play later on today. I brought home some of the game pieces. Play the game run while through. eating. Yeah, to keep conversation really, going while eating I'm dinner. So yeah, serious. she's we good. Don't talk to me while I'm eating dinner. It's quiet time. No, it's, there's no quiet time in my family. Every minute is loud time. I'm going to Easter next year. It's fun. It's fun. Yeah. For His everybody, mom else. Had me too. His mom let she come. would let anybody. If any know. listeners want to go to Sam's mom's house <laughs> for any of the major holidays, would. she'd be happy to have you. Um, and I just want to point out one thing, uh, one more thing I noticed about Easter, real quick, before we move on. Um, when I was a kid, right, like used to go sit on Santa's lap and you take a picture. I have a whole book full of me on Santa's lap as a little kid. Somewhere along the line, it feels like they started doing that with the Easter Bunny. And they did that a lot as a kid, too. But I'm seeing a lot more people this year dressing up like the Easter oh, Bunny yeah. and showing up at like their houses. Like, First yeah. off, I'm sorry. A person dressed, a, a grown adult dressed in a poorly constructed rabbit costume is horrifying. It's not, it's not Santa Claus. It's not anything. It's not chill. I don't like it. I don't like this trend. It's I want making to my work as a new parent harder. My kids are going to expect the Easter Bunny to show up, a new bike. Yeah. Oh, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Like, you know what I never understood because I don't have kids? I feel like the Tooth Fairy one is aggressively a pain in the ass if you're a parent. Like, you gotta sneak into your kid's yeah. room and, like, reach under their pillow. When no, you ever seen a little kid sleep? They sleep like... I don't have kids. Bears. I don't know. I don't know. You got nieces and nephews. Once those kids are, like, four or five years old, they sleep like the dead. My have you ever seen, like, a four-year-old just practically drop dead, like, standing there and just sleep and you can't wake them up and you have a bomb going I don't, off? I don't think I've ever seen my niece and nephew actually go to bed. I well, think that, they just that, awake all the time. Well, that's because they're your niece and nephew. You get to go home before you have to go <laughs> it's to bed. True. It's true. It's true. They go to bed other places. <laughs> all right, so that's the end of Easter talk. Um, actually, I had a really nice Easter, all things considered. Um, you know, And we'll get into some of that in a minute. But uh, I want to talk about a story that last week we didn't <laughs> cover. Coming. Huh? <laughs> no, you have, more, you have more Easter? I no, can't. I thought you were done with Easter. I am, I am. No, we've covered back. Sam's we're Easter. We're moving on. We're going back. 
Uh, no, I want about our Easter's. Our Easter's don't matter here. Yeah, mine was fun. What about yours? Well, you guys all. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm, 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 glad, I'm so glad you had a good time. Right? Yeah. My I'm family was great. Thanks. Thanks. All right, fine no, then. No, we want to. No, no. no, we're well, ready. No, no. We're no, no. It's a good. <laughs> no, I'll we're tell really, you what. No, really, we don't want to talk about my Easter. No, because I am kind of curious because. I just said, like, I always think about this as, like, the single uncle who shows up and eats food and goofs around with the kids and then leaves. It's a lot more pressure to do the whole gimmick. What was it like for you having to deal with everything? Um, this year wasn't hard at all. No, she's still got to do it. She doesn't know what's going on. Yeah, so I, I gave him his toy the night before. When I did said, you start? I think when they are like, two or three. I got mm. another year to worry mm. about it. I just gave him a toy the night before. I said, this was from the Easter Bunny. I'm gonna... He's like, whatever. <laughs> yeah, he is. Like, I don't understand those words. It's like when you give your dog a gift. Like, Parkinson will come home and say, I got Drexel a toy. I'm like, he's, it's all the yeah. same to him. He's yeah. a dog. Like when people are like, oh, it's the dog's birthday, so I'm gonna get him, like, birthday presents and a cake. It's like, you could do that dog's birthday anytime. Yeah. You don't know the difference. <laughs> His birthday's next weekend. I'm like, I don't even want... He doesn't know what's going on. Do- dogs and children under three don't have spatial awareness. If you leave, they think you're never coming back anyway. Yeah. So yeah. it's all it's all fine and well. Um, no, I do want to say, uh, if there's one thing I can give you, I'll give you one piece of advice that I've seen with my niece and nephews. Before it happens, don't don't get in on this elf on the shelf thing. Oh, no, I hate my, that. My sister I hates it. Or, yeah, that thing. Don't do it. I'm not, mm. and, uh, I still don't really understand the elf on the shelf. I don't understand how people are getting involved in this. I don't understand why it seems like a good idea, why you'd want to do it. It was supposed to be, you're supposed to hide him in a room, and the kids wouldn't know where he was, and at night he turns to real life. Yeah, real yeah. Life, he goes yeah, to yeah. Visit Santa. Right. But these parents made it into a whole <coughs> big thing, like, now he's, like, causing trouble, and he's doing all this. It's just, I can't. It's so much I pressure, I feel. I can't. My sister. I feel like young parents are the most annoying people They on the are. Planet. It's the worst. Like I, My sister hates it. Hates it, hates it. Um, you know what the problem is, too, is that her, like, she doesn't want to do Elf on the Shelf. Right. But when my niece and nephew come home and ask, oh, well, Jerry's mom was telling yeah, you, know yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. now you have to do it because other parents are right. putting that pressure on you, mm-hmm. right? There's a lot of like, that's where you're going to get your problems is when your kid goes to school and other kids talk to them about Mom, it. how come the school? elf doesn't love me? How come the elf doesn't love me, Mom? He doesn't. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> All right, no more holiday talk for now. Okay, well, okay. Kev, how was your Easter? Right. I don't think you're privy to me sharing how my yeah, Easter was anymore. I think we want to move you on. You don't care. You I don't think, know no, about my Easter. We don't even care. Move on. Just move yeah, on. move on. No, we don't. We don't Tell us your stories. You got some on. history facts? Yeah, what's today? <laughs> what happened today? <laughs> That's the next segment. Uh, <laughs> so last week we did not talk about the story that everyone else was talking about, which was the uh, United Airlines story. Yeah, about, that guy. Uh, so everyone was talking about it. Uh, for anyone, last Sunday, police at O'Hare International Airport in Chicago boarded a United Airlines flight and uh, and dragged, physically assaulted uh, doc- a doctor, pulling him out of his seat, ultimately dragging him down the aisle off the plane after he refused to leave his seat he had paid for. Um, all right, so this is all have to do with, like, overbooking, right? This is the concept of overbooking flights. Right. Yeah, they had to get flight at- other flight attendants to another airport. So Right. They- now... I want to I want to get this out of the way. This video is pretty rough to watch. Yeah. It really makes United Airlines look crummy. It, this it's terrible. It's terrible. This guy broke two teeth. He has a broken nose and he has potentially a concussion. Let's talk about he's sixty nine. Sixty nine years 69 old. Sixty nine years old. <laughs> I want to say a couple things first. United Airlines did not drag that gentleman off that plane. Airport security dragged that guy off that plane. Okay. Right? It's not... Didn't, didn't the police drag him off? Well, it's board? airport police, though. It's like... Yeah, it was airport police. Yeah, it's not like not the... Not the actual... Not the Louisville police that came yeah, in and dragged him off. It's particular Air Force... Yeah. Like, the airport police. Uh-huh. Okay. They have their own station. Um, overbooking happens all the time. Do you guys know like, yes. how this all works, yeah, yeah. right? And I understand the concept of, like, why you have to overbook a flight. You don't have to. 
Well, you ha- because they always have people canceling too. So. Well, because you don't want to you don't want to send an airplane up that's half full because you're not making any like it's a lot of it's theoretically a lot of money to send a plane up there that's half full. You don't make your profit back, so you want to get as many people on any plane as possible. So the idea is you overbook them, and then if you overbook it, you can always buy off. Uh, you can always buy off the person. It's a matter of fact. They talk about it here as a common practice. Uh, usually gets resolved because they'll just give they'll find volunteers will change flights, so they'll give you some sort of, like, compensation for it, right? Um, I think the issue with this that I thought was fascinating is, all right, so they can give you up to $1,350 in credit to go off a plane before they can legally kick you off, which they can do, by the way. That's the Mm -hmm. other part of this we'll get into. In this case, United only offered him $800 and then just started drawing names. So the shadiest thing you can say that they did in this case was that they didn't do their job to their full extent, right? No, no. You, the 1300 is their cap of what they get if you go and you ask for it if they involuntarily remove you. You can't get $1,300 for being voluntarily removed. That cap's at like 400 in flight vouchers. Really? Yes. I know nothing. Yes, mm-hmm. and then 1300 is like the max if they involuntarily remove you. Like if they went, if you were on a plane and they drew your number and they're like, kid, you got to get off. Like mm-hmm. we got to pull you off this plane. Then you're entitled to like up to $1,300, but they're not going to offer it to you. You got to ask for it. You know what I mean? It's the same thing with like, you know, different discount. Nobody's going to give you a discount unless you come in asking for it because if they can squeeze the nickel and dime out of you, they're going to take it. Right. Of course. Well, all right. Well, let me ask you this then, right? So the bigger concern here, I think, is not so much. Well, I have one thing. So this got on tape and this went viral because it's a big deal. How often do you, like, and I know that overbooking happens. Do you think things like this happen all that often, or does this just... Do you get yanked off? Do you get yanked off? No. No? Because we would see video. You see, has you'd see more video. Everybody though, right? has their phone on them. That's like this. I mean, look, there's not a lot of winners in this situation besides mm. this guy who's the doctor because he's going to get paid. Yes. But um, when, when you're united, like, I've, I've talked to a lot of people about this, and I'm, surprisingly, there's a lot of people who fall on both sides of the issue. Mm. Um... But I think at the end of the day, when you're united, even if it's within your rights to remove this guy, and even if legally you have, you know, all this and whatever, you have to consider the optics of the situation in the world that we live in right now, in the time yeah. where everybody's got camera phones and social media is so instant. We live in this outrage culture. At a certain point, you have to be like, yeah, this maybe this is within our legal rights to do, but is it worth it? Like, at what cost? You know what I mean? You've just got to be better, like, as a company. You've got to be smarter as a company, I think. Well, there's an, there's an underlying issue here, and it goes deeper than this particular case, right? The point is, the industry itself, this is common across all airlines, right? The idea of overbooking and being able to voluntarily boot people from planes, right? The idea is that there are actually four airports. There are only four airlines that make up about 80% of the industry. So it's not so much that... They don't have to do anything that they don't want to do. They can continue doing whatever they want because there's really no competition for United well, besides... Well, that's why they run such crappy business. Right, and that and it, the fact that they make up most of the business allows them to run a crappy business. Well, it's the same thing well, like they, with... They said they haven't run in a while. Like, United hasn't done well in a while. The one airport. The one airport. Yeah, the, that one in particular hasn't right. been doing well in a like, while. Like, comparatively, but there's still not a lot of competition. That's the, I mean, that's the same thing when you start talking about like, internet providers and cable providers and phone companies mm. and... When there's so few companies, that's what they're allowed to do whatever they want and, like, do trashy stuff like overselling flights and tossing people off and, like, ruining Mm -hmm. people's plans because what are you going to do about it? If you got to fly, you got to fly. One of the points they were making in this article I was reading was uh, try and think of another industry where this would, like, where this would happen, where you could buy something and then theoretically have it just taken away from you. Like, if you – they use a restaurant, for example. Like, if you went to a meal and then 
before it came out, they were like, I'm sorry, you're going to have to leave. I know you paid for this meal, but we're overbooked and we, we, we need this table. You're going to have mm. to go. That would never fly. I'm so mad. I love food. <laughs> people like, would I... be, be pissed. Well, yeah, people would be mad, yeah. but it's uh, you can refuse the service if you want. I mean, it's a bad business decision they, again. But... There was one article that said when that happened, uh, is it really United or is it really what the world's coming to right now? Like, that reflecting on what's going on in society. Well, I think you can tie almost everything yeah, that's going on in the world and like true. a change in society. I, I, it's true. really true, though, because I really do feel, I, we say it all the time, I feel like we're on sort of like this weird middle ground between like different times. It's a straight, we're like in the, we're like in the no man zone, like yeah. in the nether world. Yeah. Like we're, we're coming out of one and coming into the other and nothing is really settled in yet. Mm. One last line here for you. Uh, in 2016, uh, the four major airports that make up that 80% of the U.S. airlines. Airlines or airlines? Airlines. Okay. Uh, the four major airlines that make up 80% of the business, they made about $20 billion in profits. Those four. So. Did you see, I thought the funniest thing that happened with United this past week is after all this horrible that press they got, did you see that? I saw there was the couple, did you see the scorpion? Oh, yeah, someone got bit by a scorpion. They had a scorpion fall out of an overhead bin, <laughs> fall down, and sting a guy. Mm-hmm. Ooh! Like, on one of their flights. That's amazing. Yeah, but you know, every story for, well, that was a good one. It's like, what a bad week. Yeah. Uh, well, if it makes you feel any better, today, after uh, this bad week of press, United Airlines did come out and say that they are changing their policy, and they are no longer going to allow employees to take the place of passengers on planes. I think that was one of the really, really right. big spots in it is that, like, they tried, I think that was the thing that really made right. me sort of be like, these guys are gross because, like, all that is right there, what happened is they had poor planning. Poor planning, right. You know what I mean? So they're coming out and they're trying to be like, well, you know, we're within our rights and overselling is a common practice. Yeah, but you plan poorly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you did a bad thing and you ran your business poorly and you should have to eat the costs, mm-hmm. not this 70-year-old guy, no matter what's going on in his, you know, his personal life or whatever, because they instantly you know, started the PR campaign trying to smear the victim. But, like, you, I, if you didn't plan for your employees, I don't know what to tell you. You mm-hmm. can't just... It's tough to pull people. I mean, you think about every different flight you've taken in your life. There's a lot of flights where you have... Mm-hmm. Like, really specific, one chance to get it right plans to get, like, picked up at the airport. Or, like, what if you, you know, with certain jobs, if you're like, yeah, I'm going to be back on Monday because my plane flies in Sunday night, you get pushed back another day. A lot of people would lose their job over that. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, you're when you're messing with people's lives like that, there has to be another answer besides dragging somebody off a plane. Right, right. And I, I, I think that that's a very fair point. Um, you should call him up. Call him up. Get on the airport. Like, I feel Get like on the flight. The czar of reason, Kevin Sullivan. I feel like I also I feel like when you go through with like the numbers too, like say you say you pull and you go through and you're like pulling from a hat, like, okay, we'll see 23A and 34B, whatever, we're gonna have to get up. Mm. And you go and you look and you see it's a 70-year-old man. I think it's one of those things where you're like, okay, we'll draw him again. A seventy-year-old man. A seventy-year-old man who's a doctor on his way to see a patient, yeah. right? Well, he, do, he, he has patients the next day. He doesn't day. have his medical license. I'm pretty sure. I he, he had did. patients the next he, day to see. That's what he had said, but he, I think mm. he had had his medical license pulled a couple years ago. Ooh, for something. slander! No, he now, had. Now we're getting to a whole other part. Well, of that's the guy. thing. Like he mm. had skeletons in his closet, but like even. Even like he's a seventy-year-old guy. <laughs> can, can, I, all right, can I play devil's advocate? I, yes, I do want to get I into. Think... I still want to talk about this other story. We are going to get to it, but I'm just saying, I can't. I'm trying to put myself in the position where I'm getting dragged off a plane. I don't think that I would be I able I... to allow myself to be dragged off a plane like that on camera just by like an image standpoint. I don't want to go out like this. I'm not. I don't want to be. <laughs> I think I would just get off. The like plane. I think at some point in time I would have taken them like whatever they offered me. You might have to take the L and take them dragging you off the plane so that you can come back around though and sue them for all those billions. 
Right, because I feel like yeah, that's like a good that's, point. That's, that's, that's a good your point. lottery ticket. Mm. Like that's the, that's this fella's one chance. That's to a get good that point. Retirement. Because money. what I'm thinking in my head is like internet sensationist fame. I'd rather go out like yelling and screaming so I make a scene on the internet, but I won't make any money on the back end when they show that video in court of me being obstinate. Yeah, I want the right? money. I, I want the money. Oh, that's silly. a good. Mm. Just give me the money. See? Bizarre reason. He's in. He's smart. All right. So buy your own airline. Sullivan. You don't have to worry about running long because we don't have that first segment anymore. I know. So we can stretch a little we bit. We can stretch, I know. So we're okay. That's all right. So uh, I found another article this week uh, that I find very fascinating, and uh, I wanted to share with you guys and see what you thought. Uh, so in the spirit of Easter, since we just got that out of the way, we're going to talk about American atheism. Um, I find this kind of fascinating, but we won't get too scandalous here. Uh, so I'll start off with a simple question for you two. How many Americans do you guys think, percentage-wise, admit they don't believe in God? Oh, admit it. 30%. 30%? Yeah, 35%. Uh, according to the Pew and 19%. Gallup... 19%. Price, price is right. According to the Pew and Gallup polls, uh, about 10% of Americans say that they do not believe in God, uh, although this number has been slowly creeping up over the last decade. Uh, however, uh, these two uh, psychologists, uh, Will Grievous and Maxine Nodgel, who I will not pronounce their names again because I can't, uh, from the University of Wisconsin, are suspecting that a lot of atheists don't show up in these polls because even though we live in an increasingly secular society, uh, there's still a lot of stigma about saying out loud, you don't believe in God. Um, and they say that, like, if you can... And they conducted the poll in a different way, and we'll get to that in a minute. But I want to ask your thoughts on this 10% number. Do you feel like that sounds low, or do you feel like that sounds about right? It's easy to say that I feel like it sounds low, but that's also... I have to take into consideration the demographics that I'm generally most exposed to yeah. in speaking mm-hmm. about it's easy, this. Like you said, it's easy to say because of the, the people I surround myself with are, right. are, are atheists. Tend so I can word. be... So, at least so for me, I'm like, 50% should be like, but... Hmm. You know, so. But then, what do you actually think about it? I mean, because I know a ton of people that you wouldn't think about, but who are actually pretty, like, I mean, it's true, kind of religious. But then again, I think there's a lot of people out there too who wouldn't call themselves atheists. But then you start asking them, and they don't really have any mm-hmm. faith beliefs either. And so it's like, well, yeah, it's, well, what are you? What is this? Well, that's one of the things they got into. And actually, I wanna, I wanna say something about that real quick. I lost my train of thought here, but one of the points I was getting at was, um, a lot of people. I talked about this with a friend of mine from New York who's a pretty open atheist. I won't, I won't put his name out there. Um, but when you say that you're an atheist, when you go out and admit that you're an atheist, there's a lot of, like, stigma to that now, too. There's, like, a whole lot of, like, nonsense and pain in the ass that comes with defending that to people, right? Like, to have to sit there and be like, Wait, you're like, people inherently, like, are suspicious of you if you admit that. I suppose maybe certain... You could convince me that maybe certain people are and certain types of people... But I think it's also um, atheists. Young young atheists mm. tend to have tend to be really, really, really smug and aggressive yeah, about aggressive. it. Yes. Like to a point that makes it for us. And that's a mm. lot of it too. You know mm. what I mean? Like that's a lot of. I mean, people tend to be so smug and so condescending and so like just looking down their nose at people of faith mm. because of their atheism that it's just sort of like it, it grosses a lot of people out. But it gives mm. gives a bad rap to. Regular people who are just like, I'm not really into religion. The other side of that coin, it seems like, is people who are who have questions about it tend to be embarrassed to tell strangers they don't believe in God. Especially even if you're in a state where you're like, I'm not sure what I believe. You know, I agree with that, though. Mm-hmm. I'm an atheist, and sometimes it's hard for me um, in my community, in my line of work, and what I do in my business sure. to say, you know, my, I have all different religions that shop at my store. So sometimes it's hard for me when they come in and they're like, mm-hmm. oh, God must be with you. And I'm like... 
He is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you have he a lot is. of those I know, moments. Like, no, I don't believe in them. You know, it's like um, sometimes it's hard to. I couldn't say for that person. Well, that's a that's a great example that I see like with a lot of people I know who you know consider themselves to be staunch atheists and everything. Like, there's a certain level of, and this doesn't just come down to talking about religion. This is like a lot of things. Like you know, when you disagree with people, sometimes it's okay to just let it go. Yeah, like, there's a lot of people I know, people who I consider more militant atheists. I have mm. a couple friends that I have who come right to mind who, if if some nice old lady came to the source, like, oh, you're doing so well in here, the Lord must be with you, they're incapable of being like, you know, maybe, I'm glad things are going mm. well, that's so nice of you, thanks for coming in. Yeah. Just, like, being a normal human being, they have to be like, God's not real, you're an idiot. And it's like, dude, what is And because what our is percentage is so low, and mm. when they act like that, see, a Christian community can say their beliefs, and it's... And they'll mm. say it, and everyone will. Mm. It doesn't get better, but if you're an atheist, you say it. It's so, bad. so the Pew Research Center actually talked about this. They said that in their polling, about three percent of Americans flat out, oh, pardon me, say that they're atheists, but found that a larger group, around nine percent, quote, say that they be- don't believe in God or a universal spirit, which is sort of like a, a roundabout way of saying that they're atheists without having to call themselves atheists. Um, I can I can actually speak to this a little bit. For years. I, I was raised Catholic in the way that, like, my mom My mom still likes to go to church. I don't think she goes quite as much as she used to because, you know, me and my sisters don't really get in on that, right? Um, but I was raised Catholic, and then over the years, I went through, like, gradual stages of becoming cynical, right? Like, I would I'd be like, well, I'm not, I'm like a non-practicing Catholic, right? That was the first one. And then when I was into, like, American history, I started telling people I was a deist. Like, I was into, like, the, like the clockworker theory, right? <laughs> And then I started using that buzzword agnostic, yep. which is a good one. And I guess now it'd be kind agnostic of, is what most people actually are. Yeah, yeah. I I think, and I think that's probably the safest word to use now when I have to tell people about it. Although, if I'm being straight up honest, I read too much like stuff about science and I watch too much Cosmos to feel like I can find any connection to like God, quote unquote, in it. I'm not a religious person at all, but I think that's interesting that you say that because I feel like a lot of that stuff is in no way, shape, or form exclusive of the concept of a god or a higher power I, at I, all. I, I don't connect, like, science and faith in that way in my brain. I have a hard time connecting, like, mm-hmm. like scientific research and blind belief in something. And I don't judge people who do because it's none of my business. Whatever gets them through their day. Mm. I tell that That's my big MO about religion has always been, like, I don't like to tell people that I'm a quote-unquote atheist. And I guess, I, even now, I hate saying quote-unquote around it, right? Because it's kind of a dirty word vibe. Mm. But I also I also don't care, right? If you want to believe in whatever you want to believe in, that's that's your fun. own thing. Religion I, is particularly personal. It's fine. It's just when it becomes part of your um, legislation and, and on part well, of your that's a... that, you know. But it does. And that's, <laughs> that's the problem, though. So you know, some of these atheists are getting upset and mad because mm. religion is becoming part of right mm-hmm. things that it well, should I become. Think, exactly. You're I, right. Yeah, you're right. So I, I think that. It's, they're just like I'm making a stand so mm. much right now mm. because of the fact that I think I think saying atheist isn't really the reason that I like agnostic and I'd consider myself some degree of agnostic in different yeah. directions because there's different levels and you know directions of agnosticism is to me saying atheist is no different than saying Christian or Muslim or Jew or Buddhist. It's mm-hmm. all exactly the same. Any yes. in something that's quantifiably unknowable and unprovable in each and every direction. Mm. Anybody who deals in absolutes or extremes is all in the same boat. Mm. You know what I mean? I'm much more comfortable with the concept of I'm not sure, but I'm open to the idea that I don't know and that there's things that I don't understand. Yeah. That, I think, is the only... Anything else... I mean, you can say, you know, I believe 
saying I don't believe there's any kind of God at all to me is the same thing as saying I believe in this one specific type of God. All right, so you can't believe in something that's not there. Let me ask you this question. What happens when the three of us, the three, uh, the atheists and agnostics in the room, find out unequivocally through scientific fact that we were wrong? Are we going to be big enough to admit that we were wrong? Yeah. Isn't I hope to think. Yeah, right. I'll be begging for forgiveness. Yeah. I'll be up there begging. I, <laughs> Please forgive ain't too me. proud to beg. <laughs> I, not, I would I'm, beg for forgiveness. I've been wrong and proven wrong before. It's, you know what I mean? It's no different. If I'm, if evidence. Rare. If, Can I get baptized well, and rare. wash away all my sins? <laughs> it is, but like if new evidence presents itself that changes my previously drawn conclusions, Absolutely. if you're any kind of a scientifically minded or rational minded person, mm. Then you change your opinion Sorry, no. when presented with evidence. That was good. That was, that was pretty good. I feel like we didn't offend anybody, right? That was pretty. I don't think we're gonna. Our, I didn't think our we demographic gonna. of listeners isn't gonna. Nobody gets That's offended. That's you know. Oh, before we move on, I want to say uh, real quick. I wanted to make this point. So um, we said ten percent was the number that the polls found. Um, the two doctors, or the two I'm sorry, the two psychologists went and did their own poll, and what they basically did is they did a representative poll, which is uh, they gave people a bunch of statements like. I am a vegetarian. I own a dog. I have a dishwasher. I own a car. And one of the questions, and one of them was, I believe in God. And they told them to rank them in order of things that are true and false, right? Uh, according to this particular type of polling, uh, they estimate that around 26% of Americans don't believe in God. Uh, that's without having to say, I'm an atheist, right? Using that word. And 26 kind of sounds about more realistic to where we are you in America. You should do a Uticast vote. I'm a vegetarian. I feel like, yeah, I, I, yeah, I know, right? I love beer. <laughs> See what happens. I think beer would win. <laughs> beer would certainly win, especially if you're out here. Uh, all right, speaking, uh, let's take a break. Let's take a break. That was that was some good stuff. I felt good about that. Let's bring back. As long as you feel good. Oh, wait, that's I'm not going to feel good for long. Today. I'm Easter, not, no. Everything. As, Look, long as, as long as Sam's okay. I'm not going to be okay after this because right now, uh, returning once again, uh, I used to call my boss, although I don't consider him my boss anymore. Not anymore. He's uh, he is the man behind Maiden Utica. He's returning once again to the show for God knows how many times. He's on a lot. He likes to come on. Apparently today he's all fired up. He told me he's got lots to talk about today. Great. Right. I, I know. That's what I said. It's fine. So, uh, but again, folks, he's here promoting uh, the Franklin Square film series and of course upcoming Utica Day, April 29th. That's next Saturday. All right, Justin Parkinson. We'll be back in just a moment. the clearance for Utica Day. And it wasn't until I got the press release from my friend at MV telling me, asking me if Aaron's hosting it where I go, wait, I don't know. Is Aaron hosting it? Who's your friend from MV? I have lots of friends all over the place. Don't just you curious. worry about that. Just curious. Uh, my point, I got sources all over this town. You don't know about me. I got mm. ears to the ground, my friend. Mike uh, and everything. Can I tell you I'm surprised that you are not uh, in your RV. You've been in a grumpy mood all day. You've been sending me angry messages saying you're all fired up. Yep. What's the matter? What you, what's, what's on your mind? Everything. 
What is it on my mind? Well, give me something. What's bothering you? What's bothering Justin Parkinson? What's grinding my gears? What's grinding you? your gears today, Justin? Oh, what is it? It's just, just one of those things that came up again today. That was we're we're pushing to to do things and we're bringing something back, and then you just discover that there's oh. more and more people doing it, and it just kind of. Gets, are gets are you talking about the fact that you tried to make a dealing with and? A company that wasn't like a local company and then expected them to care about us because you knew they yeah. weren't going to care about us that's fair this is why you should well it was do... brought up to me via a person tied to the city like someone who does have an investment saying hey you should contact this person they're interested in this thing that's right all. but what i'm saying is hypothetically i would rather always deal with a place like bike bakery oh, for sure. than a place like Dunkin' donuts 100%. right do you know what i mean like yeah. that's and that we I... had we had talked to bike going yeah. into this about like if we did this this is kind of what we're offering anyway so it wasn't like a done de- like the that mm. part of it doesn't bother me it's just the fact that it's like oh hey never mind we're doing one ourselves and you're just like oh great so instead okay. of working together you're just gonna come to town and well, you're, Stomp on us well, little guys. you, Justin Parkinson, have made in Utica, are Utica's resident bad guy. So I'm not surprised that nobody likes working Just misunderstood. You. That's All bad guys are misunderstood. That's the whole point. You're like uh, Wreck-It Ralph. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, just because you're a bad guy doesn't mean you're a bad guy. <laughs> That's fair. You're a bad guy. <laughs> um, so I want to get into... you got a lot of announcements, actually, this week. Yeah. I, uh, usually I'm uh, miserable. <laughs> I know you're coming out of the show. You, and you should be. Because I got to deal with your nonsense. We'll see if we can get you there by I'm the sure end. <laughs> so before we get into your big announcements, uh, I want to talk about your RV lifestyle. So I've been giving you a hard time since before the last... You, you haven't been on in a while, I feel like. So. No. Well... Did you talk feel, about the RV I feel life? that... I don't think so. You got into RV lifestyle really hard. Yeah. First off, I want to ask you why. Why? Like, what was your... What was your... Why did you suddenly wake up one day and say, yeah, I'm into RVs now? Trump's America, mostly. Really? No. It's <laughs> a good answer. No, it's not the worst it's answer. Not, I mean, it's not a, the worst it's, answer. It's a workaround. No. Um, I have been on this kick for minimalizing the amount of stuff that I have in things in my life that are like kind of important to me, and I realize that now that I've minimalized, I know, right? I've minimalized a lot of other things like clothing and some other material items. I'm trying to cut down on like expenses and my attachment to. Hmm. The material things that come with it. So, i.e., an apartment has a ton of expenses monthly, right? And you don't yeah, even yeah. you don't even own it. You move on to the next. Pl- you're paying another person all this money just mm-hmm. to occupy their space that you buy a bunch of stuff to fill, so it looks nice when people come over. You know that's insane to me. We have a whole two rooms we don't even use up there. All right, hang on one second. Hang on a second. Here's the problem I'm having. Right Here's the problem I'm having. Right and I, I, I don't necessarily, and this is a problem that everybody has with you, which is the fact that uh, you're not necessarily wrong with anything you say. The problem is you can't say it in the right way. It's called Larry David syndrome. Like you, you, you have some valid arguments. You're just a jerk. <laughs> and the other point in time, and the reason I can't take you seriously with having this conversation is I know for a fact that you have worn the Forrest Gump costume and running for Halloween. And yet now you sit here in the studio shirtless with an American flag scarf on and long hair, and your transition from Forrest Gump to Lieutenant Dan has become complete. I don't know when. Somewhere along the way you turned from Gump to, to Lieutenant Dan, and now you're Lieutenant Dan. They should have let me die out there. I'm surprised. They I, left I'm me. shocked that they you have legs. They should have left me. The fact that you have legs is shocking I'm shocked to me. that I have I'm legs, honestly, because if this was the old days, I wouldn't. But, so. yeah, metaphorically, I, I'm shocked you have any legs to stand on at this point. Time. There's a lot um, of reasons why, yeah. So let's get into your three big announcements. First off, 
Uh, Utica Day, you are on the panel this year, which I didn't know. Yeah. Shocking. Yeah. Well, that falls into some of this other stuff is that, like, I feel like we're falling, not falling, we don't, we always put the stuff on, so I don't think people pay attention to who we are and what we do outside of that because we're kind of like the event organizers or um, this is a good platform for us to kind of like this interview where we can kind of um, talk more about what we do because I think people maybe get confused or blend in with other things, I guess. I don't know. You and I talk about this all the time. When I have to discuss Made in Utica to outside investors, outside people, even I at this point in time have somewhat of a hard time giving a concrete answer (laughs) of exactly what it is that we do because we do a lot of things and yeah. I su- and I stand behind the fact that I think we do a lot of things well yeah. you're my buddy but if we weren't doing good work and we weren't doing competent work I wouldn't keep doing it right, yeah, right. it's not just that we're friends I yeah. like what we're doing I'm glad that it exists um, I think that the thing that sometimes makes me nervous right is it's always exciting to get people excited for something once yep. it's tough to make sure people get excited for it again um, I think the way things are trending that people there are a lot of people getting excited for you to get. I'm hearing more and more people talking yeah. about it. So now I'm feeling well. You're good seeing about more it. and more things that we've done popping up all over the place. So if you're not excited for ours, be excited for somebody else's. For somebody, At least somebody, then, something else is, is popping up and going on. I guess right. Is that and the I think that's silver the, lining. That's the interesting thing about Made in Utica as a concept. Made in Utica succeeds under the strength of promoting other local businesses yes. that we hope succeed. Right. So Utica Day is put on by Made in Utica to showcase. Other companies yeah, who aren't like made in Utica. 50 of them. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's a, it's an interesting situation <coughs> you find yourself in. You almost got, like, a Robin Hood-type situation yeah. in a way, right? Yeah. And and that okay, and, that's, yeah. and, but and we that's are what, trying to do that, too. But really. that's kind of what leads us into these weird, bullheaded situations yep. where when we get up against uh, some, like, established uh, quantity, right, yep. they don't like what we're doing because that's, that's fine, right? You, I think, your biggest flaw is that you like to lean into the fact that we don't do things the normal way. Yeah, well, that's... that's <laughs> you, don't, you don't need to lean into it, I'm telling you. That's the clear separation, though. That's the, like, that's the, uh... We're not... We're not gonna be the place where, like, people are knitting sweaters for veterans. Like, that's not us, you know what I mean? Like, there's a place for that type of thing. There's a nice atmosphere but for that, but that's the not way you. we kind of go... That's not you. Yeah. But, that you particularly, but you as a person, this is where the disconnect comes to things. Sometimes it's hard to di- connect you, Justin Parkinson, the person, mm-hmm. and Maiden Utica, the name brand, because Maiden Utica sure. is not just you. Oh no, you know, and you'd be the first guy to admit it. I'm not mm-hmm. like I'm not criticizing mm-hmm. you. Like Maiden Utica is everybody who's in the company, as well as all the people who support Maiden mm-hmm. Utica, right? We I the like micro I, community. Concept, yeah, when I basically. see like uh, like. Amy and Ken, right? Yeah. Like I think of them as like made Utica folks because they course. have always been there and they always support good stuff. It's yep. not, you know, there's more to it because there's so much to it. It leads it to being sort of hard to describe. And I do think that Utica Day is a good platform to show the full capability of what we can do. Yeah. You, you brought in a musician. You yep. built a panel. Yep. You brought in a platform for local for local businesses. How many businesses? Uh, there's like fifty maybe. Fifty something like that's that. That's crazy. Live art. Some and stuff we put like this that, together. So. Well, you and Katie. Well, I Katie on this I mean? one. Yeah, that's why you don't know these things. I've I've told her two separate, three separate times. I'm done with this panel. I'm not doing this shit. Like I've <laughs> having like these me. tantrums and, and I, all that. Can I? So can I so tell she's you? She's in full bore on this. I can tell you right now. I am 50-50 on the fact that I half expect you to bail on the panel. I'm going to have to cover. <laughs> we're basically the well, same. I got, a, I got a backup plan then, so that's good. Yeah, see. let's see what if, if all um, 
If all fails, you know. Uh, but yeah, it's April 29th, uh, 6 p.m. What's the door charge on that? Is it five to general public, like three to students, three, yeah. three to yeah. staff, or something like that. Maybe you get the staff rate. I don't. You're, not anymore. No. I'm a different college. Um, you know, listen, <laughs> well, you, know, you, listen, oh, I, you were there. Maybe you I was there. Former up. staff. I'll you got all these sources there. I got sources. It's don't, true. Yeah, maybe you listen, get it for free. You get in free everywhere. You walk in everywhere like a champ, so I don't know what the Yeah, that's what maybe I shouldn't complain so much. You shouldn't complain so much. <laughs> uh, no, listen, no, but uh, jokes aside, like I do think that Utica Day is one of the three major like awesome things, three or four major big-time events that we really get we're a chance f- to show what we can do. Yeah, we're falling into that, I think. That's kind of becoming the transition. I think it's... Uh, Utica Day is going to be something we want to do routinely. Uh, the Passport, obviously, the film series, and then well, probably I want to get, want to, get to both stuff. of those, but let's get yeah. into the film series. You guys just announced it today after last week. I asked you if I could announce it, and you said yes, and then waited and said, no, wait, ask Katie. Yeah. And then I talked to Katie, and she said, don't talk about it. Yeah. So now... We can talk about yeah. it. Yeah. You know why, too? Is because this morning I had this impulse to just create the Facebook event and, like, get it going and then tell her afterwards that I did it. <laughs> that sounds about right. Yeah, it's... I couldn't wait any longer because <laughs> this is what happens. Other places go around and start doing their own and they pop it up and then all of a sudden... We well, that's don't a good confuse. point. I'm trying to jump ahead of it. That's this all. actually was a good call because based on everything that happened today yeah. with all that nonsense, it does make sense to get out ahead of stuff. Yes. And, and we you're pretty people, good at that, actually. I'll give you that. Well, we, we, we kind of got <laughs> bit by Utica Day, so this is kind of why I want to be proactive, too, is because Utica Day is like jam... The 29th is jam-packed yes. and stuff. So, like, that, we yeah, plan that. We pick our date for this like in November and this yeah, stuff just kind of stacked up yeah. you know that's where that's the cow you know what I mean so like well, I, you know I'm not, I can talk about it. it's not a big deal I, I work for the Young Scholars mm-hmm. program we're the honored guests at yeah. the Mayor's Ball it's the same night I told my workers like I have to I gotta do this and they were just totally fine with it but it is kind of frustrating that all these events that I, yep. I support, I support the Mudfest, yep. and I support Utica Day, and I support the gala, and I like. I'm glad that all of these things are happening and exist. I just wish they weren't all, all on, one on day. the same I know, exact right? second. Right? Yeah, nothing to do to a whole um, bunch of stuff in one day. So that's why we're trying to jump jump ahead too, is because we did have people commit to Utica Day. That that we announced it before the gala right. date was yeah. announced, so people are like, some vendors pulled out saying, "No, oh, no, we have to go to the gala and do stuff." Which like is that. frustrating. It's annoying, yeah. but it's the, one of those of things too. Is though, that right? but if we jump out ahead and are announcing our dates first, and people pull back, we can say like, "Well, we, yeah, right." It, you know, yeah, we, no, I, I, that's smart though. Uh, but let's get in. So Franklin Franklin Square Film Series, we have announced five movies yeah, this year, one per month, May through September. Uh, we can get into all the movies, but for now, it's Back to the Future. Um, yep. The first movie, very excited. Yeah. Uh, I did talk to a good friend of the pod, Tom Knudsen, last week yep. at a uh, mutually beneficial party we were at. Mutually beneficial. Was it was a good swingers party or something? With Maybe. <laughs> you weren't invited, so Trading what do you care? Keys, you don't know. <laughs> yeah. key, what is this, 1973? A key party? <laughs> we've dated ourselves out here. Um, so uh, I had mentioned to TK, and you know, we love TK so much. Yeah. Uh, he, we really need to do another like Buster yeah. trailer, especially for Back to the Future. Yeah. I even told, I even told Kevin and Heather earlier, I might be willing, might be willing to shave the beard to play Marty McFly. Really? I thought you were gonna say something with your mom. I was like, man, that's weird. But no, she's not a great actress. She's not very good. She doesn't have the chops for it. Um, yeah, I think it would, I think Back to the Future is begging for us to make yeah. a video. For that's it. it's almost. It, I'm not gonna say too easy because that'll be. It's not too easy, because yeah. if you say it's too easy, we won't do oh, it. Yeah, That's course. what we said about Jaws. Yeah. It didn't happen, because we couldn't get anybody together yeah. for more than 20 minutes. Yeah. And I bought all those Jaws props that are now sitting in my room. I just have a lot of Jaws toys. Oh, like you're mad about that. I have a Jaws poster that I had beforehand. So yeah, so, yeah. yeah it's, it's part fun. of your collection uh, now. So, Back to the Future, E.T., Independence Day. Yep. Um, 
Wally and Guardians of the Galaxy, the five featured yeah. films. Uh, I talked about it earlier uh, with with Kevin Heather. We were saying one of the things I really liked about the choices you guys have made is you guys always do a really good job hitting movies that are pretty widely accepted as both entertaining but that yep. aren't like too offensive, right? Yep. Too broad in one way or the other, like broad reaching where everyone likes them but not everyone's bored with them. Yep. Back to the Future is like a perfect example. Oh, I know. And plus with the anniversary, like that's it's one of those things where I feel like people are talking about with the sneakers yeah. and stuff. Like it's kind of, I think so, it would be a good turnout one where it's people's like, I've been hearing about that for some reason. 30th anniversary shoes and all that stuff. So. Did you purposely uh, not choose any of the movies that I suggested? Like Goonies or I didn't Gremlins. choose. I didn't yeah. choose any of the movies mm-hmm. at all. Okay. I swear to God. Yeah. I swear to God. I got the notification like you did in the Facebook group. Is that's there like I a selection I swear to God. I, for, I, swear I work to for God. the company and I find You know what? Very... Take it up with TK. He's the one who recommended the Films yeah. Under the Stars concept. And, and then you got to take it with TK. Nomad and I'll Katie talk. about that with the movies. And I don't know what Nomad's got. For clearance and all that stuff. To bring so. TK and Nomad guys on one of these the same days. Time. It's too much. Those to do a trivia. A tri- movie trivia yeah, show? Yeah, That's yeah. A, yeah. One against each we're, other. Now we're pitching ideas here on, on your interview. It's good. Yeah. <laughs> See, this is why you we know, have these time, conversations. <laughs> I was saying, last time we had this interview, I walked out on you. Yes, so that, that's, that's right, yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Franklin Square Film Series, uh, May 20th? May 20th, May yeah. 20th We're going to do one. a passport party with that, too, but I won't stomp on your interview. So No, that's good. I'm glad, because I was going to get into that uh, passport. We should yeah. start talking about that now. Can we talk about like the design and stuff at all, or is that under wraps still? Yeah, I... I mean, I think we should just to see if anybody's actually listening to. <laughs> Thanks, man. I appreciate it. <laughs> well, I mean, it, well, we can say the that our good, are the we new can thing. say that good friend of the pod. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. Tim Tram is designing yeah. it this year. So. We can go over concept. Why not? Well, we don't I have guess. to go over it and break. I'm just saying it's nice to have someone like Tim. Uh, not that I don't love Maria's design. Maria does oh, amazing no, and work. That, that would everything. be the thing too. Is like you want to uh, if we can't like we'll do different. Stuff I like that. All, all, yeah, yeah. All the time now that we that we kind of hit that like and plus this year is one where we kind of have. Like I feel like people know what it is. Like they did theme. last year. Like yeah. they knew what it was because we did really well with them. But like now, we can yeah. pretty much kick out yeah. garbage if we wanted to, and I think people would still buy them. We're not, but I mean, we no. Could, actually, you know what I mean? I've seen the the some of the ideas for we, we have, and it's we be learned, very exciting. We've learned over the last three. Like last year, we just we overextended. Like just we wanted to have a lot of people involved, so everybody was represented. But then. You get like some deals that maybe aren't the worst, are aren't the best. I mean, and then place like uh, Lady J's doesn't make it through the summer. So we don't want to run into any of those situations where we gave you too much to do or something could shift where you couldn't complete the whole entire thing. Right. So um, we have five new businesses and ten returning. Nice. Um, so that's good. So two out of we're gonna do fifteen this year. So that's what it is. We're gonna do five hundred set passports, and that's it. So when they're sold out, they're sold out. I don't want to do Smart, anything. Though. Yeah, it's. One, you got to make things exclusive uh, now, apparently, because no, I believe everything's that. not sacred anymore. I, know, I, believe, I think that's good, though. You know why? It's like, if you just kept the same, if you if you started putting out the passport every mm-hmm. year, and it looked exactly the same with like yeah. a slightly different color tone, it, it gets lost in the And that's kind of what we did right? the first you know two mean? years, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and now it's kind of kind of taking this and same with the coloring book like we only did like 250 of those like we want to keep things small and limited because we, I, I don't like want Joe Schmo going to X business for one deal once type of deal because he got it from like a friend at work or something like I want people who've done this for well, four years to actually like be invested in the design and the challenge and the businesses and all those type of things you know well and from a practical business standpoint if you order 7,000 
you make new t shirts yeah. and then we sell 300 of them. Now you have 6,000 yes, in your basement, exactly. right? Like, well, why? I took two from paperweights of old passports probably <laughs> upstairs. Like, they're literally just, they're everywhere. I like shake out a t shirt and they like fall on the ground somewhere. We can't get rid of them. I bet damn you, you shook your head when they're falling. <laughs> well, right, right yeah, I got, yeah. I've, I, don't, I surprisingly don't have a lot of them though. I always give them off to other people. So, like, it's weird. Mm. So, a few weeks ago, uh, well, before we get into the non uh, the non segments, one more time. Uh, so Utica Day, April 29th. Yes, please go because we have big things. So I'll, let's let me get get back. Please to go, so no, we're go. we're gonna do so passports with the 500 being released. Um, we're gonna do them in phases. So if you bought in a passport before, you get first crack at buying awesome. all of them. So there's 330 existing customers that'll get that email. So we have 500 passports, and 330 people are gonna have a chance to buy them before right anybody else. Bat. So Smart. maybe people don't have them. I don't know. Sorry if that's the case. The rest of the sign-up for whatever's left off of that, because that's going to be a one-day sale just to pre-existing customers right. who have to be paying attention, two-day sale. You have to come to the Utica Day to be able to buy the rest the passports if you want to get in on pre-sale, because they're probably going to be sold out past Utica Day. We will release them Monday to the rest of the general public, but there's a very real possibility that there's either none left or 75 exactly. or something like that, and you're probably going to get left out, so... Uh, that's a little bit new this year, so we'll have the information for that. But come to Utica Day specifically for that. If you really want a passport, that's the best way to guarantee that you're going to get one. The Nintendo mentality. Very good. Yes, <laughs> of course. <laughs> it's funny how you did that there. I'm good. It's, yeah, it's, it's so good. Around. Yeah. Uh, all right, so, and again, uh, Franklin Square Film Series, that's uh, April, I'm oh, sorry, uh, May, 20th, May 20th, which will also be a passport party, and too. Passport. So there's a awesome. lot of shit going, so Great. there's, uh, yeah, we can, we're jam-packed. Mm. You're almost as busy as me. I know. Well, I was in exile for a while, and I came out. So now you were in exile yeah, for a while. I've returned to the kingdom. So um, I was going to do these uh, these questions that they did with Neil deGrasse Tyson, which are the intellectual habits of the world's most interesting thinkers. I'm flattered you compare me to him, thinking yeah, that I would have this. But uh, I don't. Know. Well, let's see. Well, I'll do a couple. <laughs> so here's a couple questions that some people, inquiring minds, want to know. Intellect, of course. Justin Parkinson, what's the first piece of media you consume every day? Oh, does the internet count? I guess. Yeah. Internet. Yeah. yeah. That's well, what's what? What do you go? What site do you go to? What's your? First, I'm talking uh, media like <coughs> New York Times. Bleacher Report, probably. Bleacher Report. Yeah, I'm kind of off Bleacher Report. Uh, it's there's a lot of crap on there now. Yeah. Like a lot of dumb. I think there's like a sneaker section, like sneakerheads yeah, or something. Sneaker heads. It's like what's it's a, a? It's a great. It's a great app. It's a really well designed app. I think that their actual content has dropped. A yeah, bit, I think it's been good for fantasy actually lately. That's what I've been yeah. been keeping up with on it. Justin Parkinson, who is the person who has most influenced the way you think? Drew Bledsoe. <laughs> Great. James Brown. <laughs> Drew Bledsoe and James Brown. Those are the first two off the top of my head. <laughs> when was the last time you changed your mind about something? Two seconds ago. Because <laughs> I wanted to pick James, James Brown. Brown. <laughs> <laughs> um, what, uh, what's a view that you hold but you can't defend? So I can give you one if you don't have one. Libertarianism. <laughs> there you go. That wasn't what I was going to say. That's yeah. good. I was going to say the fact that you think Drew Bledsoe is like the greatest quarterback of all time. He you is. cannot defend that. I mean, he's the you... perfect specimen. Uh, and what book have you recommended the most to your friends and family? Um, I've recommended that people watch a movie about a book. What movie? <laughs> Any of them. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. You, uh, you never did lightning round questions, did you? What? Uh, have I? I don't yeah. think we did. No, you weren't on the show doing lightning round questions. Would because last time we did it, we were at the last time you were on the show as an interview. 
Oh, you gave me your own questions, and I had to defend myself. Oh, no. Last time you were on the show, I made you defend all of the criticisms against yeah. you, which yep. I could have done that again. Which I successfully did. <laughs> you and, did. You were and very changed successful. all the minds of everybody once right. I heard it. So let's do these lightning round questions before I let you go. These are the same six questions I've asked everybody on the show for the last 450 episodes. I haven't listened, so this will be the first time I've heard them. I'm really surprised. (laughs) Um, This is why I don't ask you to come on the show anymore. Uh, I know the answers to all these questions. I don't know why I'm asking you. Uh, All right, so Justin Parkinson, Mr. Made in Utica, when you wake up in the morning, how do you take your coffee? Just cream, but I'll drink it any... I don't care. I've actually gone away from putting sugar in it, but the creamer usually has some sort of... Yeah, I like dairy, so I think it's kind of like a preference thing, but I could drink it black. Who likes dairy? I love dairy. You're, you're high on dairy. You know? I am. Else is kind of I, am. I don't eat pork or contrary. red meat. Well, yeah, there you go. <laughs> you're contrary. Oh, you contrary. Hate meat. <laughs> oh, contrary. <laughs> <laughs> ah, classic. All right, uh, so what was your first automobile? I think we did do this. Did we? Yeah. I had uh, that pe- uh, 1988 Nissan pickup that I called the kitten. This is for the people who tuned it out last time. Then and it's then everybody, the muffler fell off, and I got like six tickets. So I used to call it the kitten because it purred. <laughs> You're disgusting. <laughs> well, I did. I had no muffler, man. What do you? That's think? not a purr. That's a a rumble. Horse cough. Should okay, call fine. Flu. Sh- yeah, yeah, I would call it secretariat. Secretariat. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It's only one you. I know. I'll give you that. It's the only good. horse That's I know. Good. Uh, sorry, maybe you answered this one already. What was your first live music concert? Vanilla Ice? I th- no. Yeah, I swear You're to God. You're a liar. I swear to God. I think it was nice. Vanilla Ice at Northern Lights, yeah. No. That's the I swear to God. I swear to God. for him? Uh, okay, go. I swear right. on my wait life. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. No, wait, that's not right. That's not right. Uh, there, I was that's gonna, not right. There's no that's way. Right. That was ro- they opened for Rob Zombie, though, when I saw him. That's what, it wait, was wait, a bizarre. Saw, all right, all right. I saw Okay Go open for Rob Zombie You once. saw Okay Go. Yeah. Open for Rob Zombie. Yeah, I don't believe you. It, I swear to God, it was a warp, Where? warped warm-up tour at uh, oh, okay. Northern Lights. All right, that makes they were sense. going to like Buffalo within a day or two or whatever. So they they both Rob Zombie had been doing movies at the time. I like Rob Zombie. Yeah, like, <laughs> I like Rob Zombie. He did White Zombie and Rob Zombie. <laughs> it was pretty good. Um, but he had been off doing movies, so he ran that venue as like a warm-up. So I don't mm-hmm. know. Maybe they had OK Go as like the headliner, and they're like, yeah, but. Probably not going to happen tonight. We're going to do Rob Zombie instead. I don't know how that, how that happened, but that was when OK Go only had that one song. Steady, uh, or the, the first the one. The song there. Before that, with the stools outside or whatever. Oh, I don't, I don't what remember. What I, what well, that's when it was. So they I just remember they had the hit. treadmill video. Yeah, that yeah. was their second hit. This was before that. Give me one book, album, movie, or television show you are currently reading, listening to, or watching. I'll just tell you, I just watched one The Leftover started yep. yesterday. I was going to talk to you about that. Better actually. Call Saul was two weeks ago, so those are two things to watch yeah, right back now. back on both of those. Yeah, and then um, I watched on Netflix The 7-5, I was just telling you, about oh, the yeah, corrupt, right. the yeah, corrupt yeah, yeah. Brooklyn cop. It's a documentary. It's really well done, and it's really good because it's re- like it really happened, and it makes you terrible. It's like there's cops right. running around Brooklyn just like and then I told robbing you, drug dealers' houses and then reselling it back to drug dealers. That happened. And then I told you about that transient. Yeah, that I looked it up. That must have been Amazon because yeah, it wasn't on Netflix. Too, yeah. yeah, I got to look. I weird cop shows. So yeah. we're into weird cop shows. Yeah. Um, so uh, I'm going to set the scenario for you, although now that we've talked about it, I feel like the answer needs to be Rob Zombie. Uh, you are the... <laughs> You are the Leslie Avenue heavyweight champion, something you can't imagine anymore because it's been such a long time. Uh, But you are the heavyweight champion. You are walking down to the ring. Your title is above your head. The crowd is chanting your name. Park, park, park. What theme song is playing in the background as you make your way to the squared circle? Um, I'll have to, just because we're doing Rob Zombie. (laughs) 
More human than human? More human than human. Is that Rob Zombie or White Zombie? That's White Zombie. That's good enough. He played both at the show. He was practically the same. It's his song. Yeah. Yeah, He's Um, a creative genius. All right. And besides being a contrarian, a curmudgeon, uh, community supporter, uh, soccer fan, uh, local advocate, coffee fan, give me one more thing, Justin Parkinson, Mr. Made in Utica, that you are passionate about. Those Sonic commercials. Oh my God! I, I think those I mean, are somehow gold. So, oh God! Gold. All right, let me pull the curtain back for you listeners <laughs> here. Uh, Justin comes down every Monday after the podcast to watch Monday Night Raw with Kevin and I and whoever's there to watch Monday Night Raw. Reluctantly for both. Reluctantly for everybody. <laughs> yeah. Everybody. everybody Raw, nobody's involved. happy about it. Nobody's thrilled. But we all we, we gather together for. This is actually good. It's like politics. It's like uh, it's like bipartisan. None of us want to be there, but we're there for the greater good of yep. enjoying professional wrestling. Maybe we'll make a deal. Maybe we'll make some sort Probably of compromise yeah. all over the enjoyment of wrestling. And uh, and every week they show the same commercials because we. We play everything from the Chromecast. They repeat yes. the same commercials over and over and over and over again. And every week, there's at least three Sonic commercials. And I hate the Sonic They've notoriously been adver- advertising on wrestling for and years. And Justin feels the need. They're so good. If I'm on my phone or if I'm doing something, if I'm in the other room, he'll call out to me, Sam, the Sonic guys are on TV. I hate them <laughs> so much. They're not funny. And like you, and what I think makes me hate them so much is how much you deeply enjoy it. You sit there and you like gutturally like gut laugh at these unfunny jokes. They're so good. They piss me off. Abraham Lincoln, that one was really good. The girl with the karate. And the only one. She steals it. The straw, he's, he's old. The straw cool. one That's pretty is good. the only one Recently, that I got a chuckle. When they're seeing double, and they got the other guys over there. That one wasn't funny. That was hilarious. It was the them in Bizarro World. This is the halos and horns effect we talked about. You love Sonic, so you're always going to give them the benefit of the doubt. I dislike it, so I'm always going to hate it, no matter whether it's funny or not. I can't wait to see what one they're on today. That's our entire life. We're basically the same person, but the horns and halos. That blew my mind when we talked about it. Honestly, I use it for an example for everything because I feel it can get me out of. Any single situation it's a good that example. I don't want to talk anymore. Just like, we'll do a segment well, about that. Answer, we're going to wrap it up. We'll never come to an agreement. This is the one. Now move yeah. on to that conversation. It's we're true. off the whole, whatever was political or whatever, we shifted. To it's, my, it's my current favorite catch-all argument. It's the new having said that. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's the new Au having. Au contraire. Au contraire. Uh, Justin, uh, thanks for coming on. Yeah, um, no problem. I was actually going to try to, help, you know get other panelists from there on but then I got so worked up I had to just you're all gassed up I lose my shirt and come I down I literally lost my shirt because I was so mad I can't believe it it's gone. You, know what, you know what though I already took a picture of you with your shirt in Good. front of the easter eggs and that's going to be our Instagram photo for the people yeah drink it in man I told Justin, you thanks, I for the... thanks for coming sir we shook hands on here if no one can see you it. can't hear it on the radio you're wearing it uh, bad radio he's showing off his t-shirt that nobody can see <laughs> uh, folks we'll be back to the show in just a second get out of here just stop choking, oh, stop get out yeah. of here Need my scarf. No, you walk out. <laughs> I didn't even want to be here in the first place. Be great. about recording our segments before we record the interviews is I don't exactly know what theme song was chosen during the interview 
process with Mr. Parkinson. But knowing him and knowing his taste in music, I'm going to assume it was crap and he's crap. But thanks again to my good buddy, Justin, <laughs> for coming by. I give him a really hard time, but, um, you know, a lot of the stuff that we do in Made Utica would not, like, even exist if it weren't for Justin and, like, a lot of the groundwork he puts in. It's like, I give him a really hard time, but, you know, he deserves it. So. <laughs> I give it. But I he give, does look, a good job. Look, I, I, give Justin, good job. I give Justin a hard time because he deserves it, but that does not take away from the fact that he does. Well, he likes it, though. He, he gets ma- off he on being it, given a hard and time. And he makes it easy to do. So. He, he does he like does. to be he given likes, a hard time. Yeah. No, he wants to. He likes it. Makes it makes him more comfortable when people are kind to him. I know. He was talking about that. Like people do nice stuff for him. It makes him wildly uncomfortable. He'd much prefer you be a jerk to him. Um, he, we had last time he was on the podcast, uh, or when we interviewed him last time, I interviewed him. We were in the Maiden Utica offices, and we staged a walkout. It wasn't really staged. I actually did just get frustrated with him, and then went with it. I was like, you know what? I, this interview's over. Who knows? You might get another walkout when you go back and record that interview That's that true. we just heard. Yeah. That's true. That we, that we theoretically just listened to. All right, guys. Uh, history lessons. You can get your booze out now if you want to boo me, but you don't have to. Or you can cheer for him. All right, so, um, on this day, in 1964, the Ford Mustang, the legendary muscle car, debuted at the World's Fair. Uh, When I was a kid, I actually thought, like, the Mustang was, like, the dopest car. Like, when I was a kid, I wanted to have a Mustang. I don't feel that way anymore. That's no longer, like, my quote-unquote dream car. But when I was a kid, that was, like, the first, like, dope car. I feel like that was every guy wanted a Mustang. Mustang, right? It's, like, common to have, like, a Mustang. A muscle shirt, Mustang, (laughs) mustache. Now I feel like I think you're getting very specific about where this is going to come from. (laughs) I think you're thinking about something. Or T-top Camaro. (laughs) You didn't have, like, a car you wanted when you were growing up? Death tape. Uh, I always liked late 60s Pontiac GTOs mm, when I was a kid. GTO. And I always liked trucks and SUVs and Jeeps and things like that. My dream car when I was a little kid was also the first car that I ever got. When I was a little kid and I was like six or seven, I wanted a Ford Explorer Eddie Bauer. And you that was did. the first car I ever had. That was a drill car. I had that car for a very long time. Barbie convertible. Uh, yes. I did. Really? You don't strike me as a Barbie girl. Like, I was oh. when I was little. I was. Wow. Yeah. Did your Barbies have like intricate backstories? Mine were and... not real Barbies. They were like the dollar store ones. The legs popped Barbies. off. Oh, yeah. Skipper was yeah. that one? No, no Skipper, Skipper was, was Barbie's legit. best friend. She was my, 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 whatever the. Wasn't there like a knockoff Barbie? There were. I'm trying to Lots think of the name. Of I don't know. Either way, uh, I actually always liked Ford Mustangs. Now as I get older, I want a 1996 Nissan truck. <laughs> like that's what I want now. I, I love know. the old Jeep Cherokees, the old the square ones. ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they have one of those. I've right. always wanted one of them. I'm actually as somebody who's in the market for a car, I keep looking for those. The yeah. problem is with all the ones you find up here now is the rust. The rust, yeah. The one I had to get rid of, it was rusted. Like I the whole one. frame was rusted out, and the suspension, and everything. I'd love to get one from yeah, like those Florida are great. that's not rusty. They're so great. Like hundred thousand miles on it for like six grand. It'd be I'm great. Happy. Uh, on this day in 1790, at the age of 84. Benjamin Franklin passed away. Benjamin. What makes you not put them in order? Um, <laughs> it really bothers. I don't always them. put them in order. It really bothers. Them. Uh, because sometimes they don't lead into stuff in order that I want them to. Okay. I didn't want. I didn't want has, to end with the Mustang. This it has a whole like format. A, yeah, it has oh, a whole format. Okay. Yep. Ben uh, Franklin. Ben Franklin. Uh, <laughs> can you name any of his inventions? He invented notorious many philanderer. Notorious philanderer. Ben Franklin <laughs> did a lot of philandering. He invented the Franklin stove. Remember that? Um. Yeah. How about bifocal lenses? You care about that? Yep. Don't need them. Oh, it's true. How about lightning rods? Okay. Yeah. Well, you know, you mentioned he's a notorious philanderer. That would have been a good spot to be like, speaking of lightning rods, here's this week's interview. Yeah, I know. (laughs) That would have been a good one. Um, You said he's a notorious philanderer. That might be why he is considered to be the first American scientist who was highly regarded in European scientist circles. He was the first American science celebrity. 
Well, it had also been America for like 25 minutes when he was a scientist. So. Time and place guy, you're saying. Yeah, time, <laughs> time <laughs> so you're and place guy. Franklin, time and place guy. A little guy. bit of a time and place guy. I'm not saying he couldn't produce in today's league, but I'm just saying that a time and place did help. I think that a lot of it has to do with the fact that his name is so strong. Like, what a strong name. Benjamin Franklin. Two first names. It's not bad. Uh, <laughs> on this day. You got a Benjamin Franklin biography over there on the shelf. You should read it. Right now in the air? Pretty good, yeah. yeah. Pull a couple pieces out? Yeah, right read now. some selections from it. <laughs> in this day, in 1906, the Great San Francisco Earthquake took place. Uh, tremors fell all the way from Oregon to Southern California. It was an 8.0 earthquake. To give you some context, in 1906, it took five days to put out all the fires, which seems crazy. Yeah. <laughs> five days yeah, to put it. out the fires. Uh, we've talked a lot about natural disasters on this show, but before you were on this show... Earthquake seems really crummy. Um, seems like one of the worst. Well, the earthquake's got all of the associated problems. Earthquake's mm-hmm. got a lot of associated problems that come with it. Mm-hmm. Yes. Earthquakes are tough. Have you ever read about the um, the Pacific Northwest? Like, the whole Pacific Northwest is due for, like, the big one? Yeah. And, like, when you read about it, like, if it ever comes, we're literally going to lose a quarter of the country. is going to be uninhabitable, unusable. Mm-hmm. The way that, like, roads are set up and transportation is set up on that part of the country, this big one comes, there's no way to get to these people. Reading about, like, doomsday earthquake scenarios that are just, like, a matter of time when the fault shifts mm. like that is some of the scariest stuff you can ever read about. Mm. Well, hopefully it won't happen in our lifetime. Who knows? Could be any time. Could be right now. What no. scares me about... Before we end this segment. Yeah. The big <laughs> so one. I'll never play, so... What always scared me about earthquakes <laughs> when I was a kid, I remember watching, uh, I don't remember if it was a documentary on, like, the Discovery Channel or something, and they were talking about, like, buildings that they were building on the West Coast that could, like, sustain in earthquakes, that they yeah. were built in earthquake-resilient things. But what it makes you think of is, like... If there was, like, an earthquake in New York City, none of those buildings are prepared for an earthquake. It would be absolutely devastating. Oh, yeah. And what's to say that there wouldn't be an earthquake in New York? Like, Nobody there knows. hasn't been in a long time, but it's not like there's not fault lines all over the planet. You know what I mean? Okay. Scary. Yeah, move on. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, and on this day in 1775, uh, Paul Revere... Uh, Headed to Lexington to warn the British that uh, to warn the colonists the British were coming. You know who else was with him? Anybody? He had a friend. There was someone else who went with him, and he gets no credit. That's why I'm talking about this today. Yeah, who? William Dawes. You guys know William Dawes? He's a forgotten patriot. Just wanted to remind you folks. Paul Revere wasn't the only one out there. Were you so worked up about William Dawes? I felt bad for him. Oh my gosh, you're like charged up. There were a lot of people who rode that night. (laughs) (laughs) A lot of men who rode to a lot of different villages. Get that um, Howard Zinn book that's in the bathroom. I'll tell you all about it. It's a great book. Isn't it is it? a great it's book. A great People's book. History of the United States. Everybody should read it. Oh, it's the best. Um, so right as we were putting the show on the air, um, I don't know if you were talking about this. Uh, I got an email from Cousin Joe, uh, a little viewer mail, that he, or listener mail that he sent in for us. Yeah? Um, yeah. Good. Tough he's, week for Cousin Joe. I hope he's doing all right. Tough week for Cousin Joe, but yeah, yeah. But, you know, he sent in a message, and I think you'll, I think you'll appreciate this. Okay. Uh, he said... <clears throat> Last week, I was in the grocery store, and I was walking out, uh, and I walked past the display for Doritos. They were two for five, so I bought them. I already had two bags of Doritos at the house. Now I have four bags of Doritos. Is there an upper limit to buy one, get one? Now, Kev, you're a big proponent of buy one, get one free. You've been saying that for a long time. Sure. Where do you cut off the line? What do you mean? Like, what's your upper price point? Like, if someone says, buy this car and I'll give you another one for free, are you still buying it? Yeah. Yeah, I buy it. So there's yeah. no upper time. There's if no I upper have the limit. money, yeah. If you give, because here's the thing. Okay, we'll go back to, we'll go back to your Ford Mustangs. <laughs> if somebody tells me, like, buy this Ford Mustang right now and we'll give you two Ford Mustangs for the price of the one Ford Mustang that you bought, 
And that means I can go and resell that other Ford Mustang for the money back? Yeah. I think it rims on quality. I think not with a limit. Like, buy one shirt, get one free. Meh. But buy one car, get one car free. Then mm. that's a little more enticing. I don't think that there's like a... I think so it's more, the quality and the it's more of the quality. The, of the higher product. the bounty gets, the more likely you are to pull the trigger on the buy one get one free. All right, so go the opposite way. When is buy one get one unnecessary? Like just for no like, when is it not worth any value? Right. I would still. I guess when it's something you don't want at all. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, like, like, a, like if you needed something, you're going somewhere, you need something for a party really quick, and they're like, "Oh, you get two of them." Well, I'm not going to use the other one, so I don't right. want it. Sometimes I won't even get the second mm. one because yeah, I don't. Yeah. I don't want it. That'll happen to I'm trying to think of where there's a lot of times like in a grocery store will that happen to me? Like we get or we'll do something like, you know, like two for five dollars of an item or something like four dollars or mm-hmm. something where it's similar. Like I went to the grocery store not too long ago and I got that big gallon jug of unsweetened iced tea. Yes. Because like, you know, making it is one thing, but sometimes you just get it in the jug, it's right there and it's done, it's good to go. And I love unsweetened iced tea. And they were selling them basically buy one, get one. But I was in there, and I was like, I don't have space for two gallon jugs in the fridge. I don't want to leave it like, yeah, at home, and I'll forget it's there. Yeah, it's a pain. I think it's on quality. So you just don't take it. I think it's quality and your preference. But yeah, there's certain things where I'm like, I don't want it. I'll get up there like, you get a free one. I'm like, I don't want a free one. Did <laughs> yeah, you want another one? No. I, just, I just want to shop and go. Perishable home. items are tough sometimes. Yep. Mm, something, something, that I, something that I can't give away. Because when you get up, like if you're talking about cars, it's something that has actual resale value. So yeah, give me as many as you'd like. Mm. But, like, stuff that you can't really give away that has no real purpose, like, buy one, get one. If you if you stopped by yourself to get an ice cream cone, and they're like, we're giving buy one, get one free cones. You're driving down the what road. What the hell am I doing with a second ice cream cone? <laughs> yeah, two, you know I mean? just try, like, you take a jerk with two cones in your hand. Bad radio, me pretending to be Kev driving with two ice cream cones in my hand. Um, yeah, thanks for the question, Cousin Joe. Happy Easter again. Cousin Joe, always coming through. Uh, I have one. Uh, I have one outrageous story that I found on the internet. I love outrageous stories. This is my favorite story of the week. Uh, a grandmother, exasperated by footballs—that's a soccer ball for all you laymans out there—being uh, kicked into her garden, was visited by police this week, who told her that if she failed to return them, she would be charged with theft. <laughs> Shameful. <laughs> Penny Freeman, 73, was visited by officers after keeping a handful of footballs that the next door neighbor's childrens had accidentally kicked. Over the wall. You don't feel like this is justice? The cops no, come. Absolutely not. <laughs> absolutely. This is this is deplorable. This is disgusting. This is exactly why we withdrew from Britain in the first place. And this is why their country is sinking Did into the into the us? channel. <laughs> no, we withdrew from them. We forcibly withdrew ourselves from Great Britain. Uh, Benjamin Franklin, Sam's boy, drove his Ford Mustang with his life and pulled us right out of there after he'd won the respect ice, of the scientists. Ice cream no, fun. listen, this is gross. Everybody who grew up in a neighborhood knew. There was that one old neighbor lady. If uh-huh. something goes in her yard, she's gonna take it. She's, she's gonna, probably somebody. She's gonna teach you yeah. about loss and respect. She's a lonely. You leave that lady alone. Uh, Don't kick your soccer ball into the yard. So what happened? Well, Mrs. Mar- Mrs. Freeman, uh, she said that she started keeping the balls in her shed after the children failed to come and collect them because she quote wanted them to learn consequences. Well, which is completely admirable. And admirable. everybody also knows that lady in the neighborhood, when you're a young kid, you assume that she's a witch. And you don't want to go to you her house. You think she was a witch? That lady, yeah. that lady lived directly by me. She'd snatch the balls and we could go the get them, but nobody wanted to go. Her name was Priscilla, and nobody wanted to go out there and mess with Priscilla. She used to get really mad and we'd hop her fence cut through her yard. Every neighborhood had that lady, and you can't take the power away from mm. that lady. Uh, so here we go. So here's the argument, right? She says, uh, I was very, very angry. We put a lot of work into the garden. We're both in our 70s. It, uh, we like to get out and we like to get on with our neighbors. We're reasonable people and we're parents ourselves. They could have just talked to us. The neighbors, however, say that the kids, 11 and 6, were, quote, too scared 
to go and retrieve them. Maybe they believed she was a witch. And that then that's how you learn stuff. <laughs> like that's how you learn stuff. If their parents were worth anything, I, the fact that the parents called the cops, parents should have walked their kid over there and introduced them later, been like, now apologize to this woman. Maybe she'll give you the balls dad. back. And you teach a lesson. I mean, it's just it's basically what do you call the cops and cry about it? Like, get out of here. If I were that lady, I'm popping every ball, put in my basement, being like, show me these soccer balls you claim that I have, and no, you can't come to my house unless you come back with a warrant. <laughs> you got really into that. Oh. Very into that. Defend the old ladies. No, I thought this is great. I uh, the neighborhood run. It's like it made me think of Sandlot. Like when they went over oh, to yeah. the guy's house, he was just a nice old man. He should have went and knocked. Kids are lazy. They don't know any better. Young kids need to learn not to be scared kids of old need to people learn. just because they look horrifying because they're so old. They do look horrifying sometimes. That's the truth. I'm going to look horrifying too. I'm not judging. Um, all right, guys. So we played the Easter game uh, at my mom's house. This is what we did. We were handed Easter eggs, which I did not bring with us. But inside these Easter eggs were these little uh, conversation starter questions. Uh, so I'm going to hand them out to all of you guys. And then we're going to go around in a circle and read them and share our answers. So Heather, would you like to start? Sure. Three major pet peeves and why. Um, mm. I guess people who snore. Snoring? Yeah. I really? I can't stand hearing it. I can't sleep. Mm. I guess that's one. Uh, people who chew with their mouth open. That's one. Does that happen a lot? You yeah, see that a lot? my sister used to do it. Or wherever I'm out, I can hear it. From are like you just trolling mouth. Zach right now? Yeah, snoring these, so far open. these are both Zach. <laughs> yeah, He'll gonna... be on the couch and I'll look at him like, are you serious right now? <laughs> or he's snoring at night and I'm like kicking, hitting him. He's like, what, what? I can't help it. I'm like, I, I can't stand it. Um, a third one? I don't know. I don't know. I don't think I have a third one yet. I was going to say three's a lot. I was trying to think of one. I noticed one from Easter, which is when... There's a lot of people in the room. I get very quickly annoyed with people talking over each other. Like, it's too much for me, and my brain can't handle it. It is being nagged on, like, about the same thing over oh, and over. Like, something yeah. that needs to get fixed, and you're like, yeah, I know I have to fix it. Let's tell me 500 more times. I need to fix that. You got any pet peeves, Kev? I can't think of Hundreds. Any. Oh, God. Um, Why just get one? <laughs> they only, they, they, I only really think of them, like, when they come up. It's tough to draw. Um, I really, I get very frustrated with people who don't actually listen. They just wait for their turn to talk some more. How have we been friends this long, then? I, I just, I, I swallow it. I swallow it. When you start making that grunting noise because you're ready to say something and pitch something in, I just let it go and I pretend it's not happening. Because <laughs> that's does. what true friendship's about. That's it's why true. this thing works. Uh, no, it's but true. no, you're not. But we've got, like, specifically, like, our buddy Steve is a great example of that. Mm. He's one of those people who doesn't listen to what you say. They're just waiting for their turn to make their mm. point or present their thing. GFOP Steve is a good source of many pet peeves in this many in the, the UK's, pet peeves in the yeah. UK's headquarters. Love you, Steve. Yeah, many many of the pet mm. peeves. Um, mm. I don't. I feel like there's there's a lot of like little things, but I'm I'm really good at letting stuff go too. I'm trying to think of something that really like bothers me. I'm guilty of doing it, but I get frustrated when people are on like their cell phone when I'm like having a conversation with them. And I'm I'm do it too, but like I get really frustrated when I'm like having to compete with a cell phone you for don't a conversation. Like when people ask you how you're feeling when you're sick. That's a pet peeve. That was last week. Yeah, last I week. suppose. That was a big one last week. I sub- yeah, it's I think that's one of those things though. It's not generally a pet peeve, but like after being sick for a while or when you're really sick, yeah. it just starts to Where, ride yeah. you. But you mm. appreciate it from people. You just yeah. try to put it in perspective. Like it annoys you, you just gotta mm. choke it down. All right, I got one here for you folks. One topic of conversation that bores you to death. Oh man. Uh, I can talk a lot for sure uh, I would have to say that depending I hate to say it depending on where I am it's usually like politics like I get I get frustrated talking about politics with a lot of people I feel like I get frustrated but I don't know if that's the same as bored, bored to death maybe computer stuff 
Like, I had to do a computer thing today where they were talking about, like, coding, and I I was just, like, I cannot comprehend any of this. I got it. nothing for this. And to the point, I'm trying to sit there and learn it, but I'm like, this this is so over my head that I can't help but, like, just be like, I'm going to nod my head so I don't fall asleep. That's what my know. husband does for a living, and he'll be like, look what I did. I did. And it's like, it looks like Spanish up on the computer. Yeah. I'm looking over, like, thinking maybe he's doing something bad, and I'm looking over, like, mm, no. Mm, great. He's yeah. like, I, you did this, and it makes this, and I'm like, mm, no. You got one, Kev? I'm trying to think. There's, uh, I'm trying to think of stuff that I'm exposed to that I find to be like really, really boring when people are talking about it and I just sort of zone out. Um, I don't know. I think I have, I don't really care much when people start talking about stuff like cars. Cars. And like guns. And like that. And like even like hunting. Like a lot of stuff that I'm just not interested in. Uh, like yeah. I mentally hunting. check out on. Yeah. Um, it'll get that way. Like people. I'm trying, you know what it is? I'm going to think of something like two Either hours. Me, yeah. I'm like, oh, you know what? I should have said on the podcast today. But I guess I just don't. You don't, you don't really give it. You literally check out. Yeah. All right. Well, what do you got for one here, Kev? Um, what chore do you loathe the most and why? Mm. Piece of cake. Laundry because it's the worst. Uh, I don't like the fact that you have to wait for it. I don't mind laundry because I can do other stuff while I'm doing it. I can multitask yeah. with laundry. Mm-hmm. Uh, raking has always been my number one hated chore. Oh, I love to rake. There's no point. The wind's going to come and blow it all back down in 30 seconds. The yeah, but it's I nice get to get out there. Ah, I, I'll mow a lawn. I'll, snow the, I'll shovel the snow, but I will not. I hate raking. hate, I hate raking. dishes. Like, I let them pile. I'm the person who let it pile. And I have a dishwasher. Mm. I'm burned out on dishes lately. pile up. I, I can't stand dishes. It's like, I'll clean everything. Laundry. I'll mm. shovel. I'll do everything. Mm. But I will. I hate dishes. When our dishwasher was working, I used to wash dishes by hand to spite the dishwasher in my brain. Mm-hmm. Now that the dishwasher doesn't work, mm-hmm. I kind of wish it worked again because it would make my day. Well, it's so, you're so busy, too. You know what I mean? Like, you, like, it's, chores chores become inversely much more easy the more, like, time that you have and stuff to just sort of put with them. You know what I mean? Yeah. I yeah. think that would be, like, that's my thing with, like, if I'm going to, if I get it in my head to do something or do a chore or to clean something, I like to be able to attack it and get it done. You know what I mean? And that's what bothers me about laundry is, like, you can take it and put it in. Yeah, you can do something else, but like you can't get too far with something yeah. else because in 25 minutes you gotta go put those clothes in the dryer yeah. and you gotta go get them out of the dryer. Or you forget they're in the it's washer. It's just the whole yeah. thing, yeah. Uh, do you wanna do your second one? Oh, yes, one? my second one. Uh, the most awkward moment of the week. No, I don't have one. That's a rough one. The most awkward <laughs> moment of the week. I don't, I don't think anything awkward happened to me, and it's only Monday. Maybe last week? No. Not, yeah, not, I'm just my kidding. whole life is kind no, of awkward. I can't That's think a, of, I don't, like I don't no, think, I can't think of it. I thought I got rid of that one. Well, you didn't, because I got it. I'll throw it away. I don't want that one. Get rid of that one. Kev, <laughs> yeah. uh, <laughs> yeah, what do you got? You got a you second do. one? I don't really, no, I don't really. Oh, do I have a second one? I was going to say, I don't really. Oh, um, embarrassing celebrity crush. Oh, God. Do you have one? I, no, because I'm, I'm not embarrassed to the people. Like, no, who, who would I be? Like, if I have a crush on them, I'm not embarrassed about it, because I can, like, who's somebody you might not expect? Uh, Diane Keaton. All the way into her Not side embarrassed. Diane Keaton, Keaton. Call, call me up. You know who I call am? Me up. You know who I am kind of embarrassed of, though? I have a thing for Carly Rae Jepsen, and I don't know why. Because she's, like, pretty and talented. But I have no like, basis to be... It's, 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 I feel, like, it, for some reason, I feel creepy about it. It's why? Weird. I don't know. It feels like I shouldn't be, like, paying attention to, like, a young female pop singer. I'm, like, an old... You know she's man. older than you, right? Don't know. You know, no, do you know that Carly Rae Jepsen's like actually super old? She's not one of these young pop oh, stars. Oh, good. Well, I feel better about that. Then. Yeah, she's like yeah, 33. Like can, yeah, can let that go. Well, Chris Pratt. It's kind of embarrassing. 
celebrity crush. I do have a Sam Rockwell, another one of my celebrities. That's fair. You do have you. you I have have, a, you've got some dude crushes. Some dude maybe crushes that, that are kind of embarrassing. Maybe that's so. embarrassing because like to certain populations, you know, certain subsets of populations. Like, oh, we got a crush on the dude. Yeah, you can't be out like at a bar and start talking about it. I did when Mara first came on the show. I was talking about my crush on Sam Rockwell, and I forgot that she hadn't known me long enough to mm-hmm. take that in context. So I, she wasn't. She sure. no, she thought I was gay for like an episode. I think oh. I let it go. Yeah. I just let it fly for a minute. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Do you have a celebrity crush? Embarrassing. No, I, 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 don't, I don't think so. No. Okay. No, it's not Justin Parkinson. No. <laughs> That's an embarrassing local celebrity crush. I feel like it would be it would be embarrassing. Some people wouldn't understand because I like I like girls from like all different uh, women from all different age ranges. So oh, like, yeah. there's a lot of like older women who are actresses that I find like, highly attractive. No, not really the Ellen Barkin guy, but like I said, Diane Keaton, uh, Diane Lane, maybe just old ladies named Diane. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I have a I have a weird fascination with Susan Sarandon. I don't I know why. I was gonna say that when um, yeah that was that she was, was in a lot of movies when that were from when she I don't I don't find her attractive but she's fascinating to me I don't know why. Uh, all right, and I have I one last. Like Marissa Tomei forever. Oh, I'm that, not that's not that's that. okay. Get her tattooed on my neck. Um, <laughs> oh, and here's a nice one. This is the last one from my mom. This is very clearly an Angela one. Name one thing you like about the person to your right. Aww. Well. I like that Kev uh, ignores the fact that I'm just waiting for my turn to talk. It's a very nice trait that he's had over the years being my friend. Oh, so that thanks, feels passive aggressive. Don't touch me. <laughs> it even has a little duck on it. It has a little chick on it. Yeah, why is that, why is that why quite different? Because uh, she's fancy. So is Heather to Heather's right? to your right, technically. Heather is to my right. Heather's lovely. But there's a lot of things. You have to pick mm. just one thing. There's one oh, thing. There's more um, than one. I would have to think, I like the way that Heather is able to balance all the different aspects of her life and do a good job at each one of them. Mm. Thank you. This is all an elaborate ploy for you to compliment me. So please oh, go I ahead. I know. I was like, what do I say about him? He's been waiting. He's I'm been waiting just happy him. that um, you brought me onto the show. Aww. And I've always liked you. So. Aw, thanks, yeah. dear. I love it. Thank you. High five. Leave me hanging. All right, cool. Um, guys, that was it. That was a good show this week. A lot of Yay. fun. It was fun. Uh, I would say thanks to Justin Parkinson, but I'll say it off the air. I don't need to say it Yeah, here. he doesn't need to. Uh, I want to give him proof. Did you yeah. set up your new personal Twitter account yet? Or no, still... I'm, I'm working on that. That's on my list of things to do. New personal Twitter account coming for Heather. But for now, still follow her at the Topping Tree. Uh, follow Kevin underscore Kevin Sullivan, me at SF Doom. Uh, follow the show on many of the multi-platformed uh, areas you can get it, whether it be Facebook, Instagram, SoundCloud, 315 Live, or iTunes. Uh, folks, check us out on Twitter. Uh, that's where I'm probably the most active. Uh, episode 96 coming up next week. Uh, I won't have any uh, papers or research papers or finals to do so maybe I won't be so stressed out it'll be nice alright that was fun no holidays next week to talk about though we should make up a holiday next week we got a week Utica Day well that's a holiday we can talk about Utica Day again we can talk about it again have a good one folks we'll catch you next week (laughs) 